You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Because if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hi. And welcome to We Know Nothing. It's a very special. I'm going to stop introducing myself because you know by now I'm on you, Marina. But I've killed off Phil. He's gone this week. To my left, I have uh, the hirsute, hilarious Sam Marill. Upgraded. Oh, wait. The you upgraded. Yeah. And what was the first word you just said? Hirsute. I've never heard that. I've never that. heard that word either. What She's is that? wearing her suit. I've heard that. <laughs> I think it's H-I-R-S-U-T-E. It means hairy. Oh, but okay. like I mean that in the most complimentary way. I appreciate it. Her suit, her suit. Oh, I have a, I have a good, suit. I have a good, uh, I have a good uh, st- hairy story that we could, we could go into later. Okay, but let's yeah. introduce my dear roommate and Wait, friend. You got to use a weird town. word with me to describe mm-hmm. me. The life and the not her suit. <laughs> the definitely yes. completely waxed. <laughs> my pussy ain't her suit. <laughs> It was a week ago. Nikki Glazer, everyone, is back in town, and she was kind enough to uh, come into the podcast. To after sing my having... podcast, yo. You, what? I'm just a guest. I know. I that's do what I, I want. I know. Um, you've been up since you. like 5 a.m. I've been up so long. You've done me a huge solid by coming in today. Not that I wouldn't have had so much fun with Sam, but you know, having three. Sure thing, girl. It's like a you holy trinity. You paid for trinity. the cab on the way up here. I certainly did, and I'm, I'm going to pay for an Uber to get you some frozen yogurt after, because I know the way to your heart. Wow. You do. How are Uber you? Uber and frozen yogurt. I'm good. You know I'm good. I know. I've I just. I feel memory. like I didn't get any treats out of this podcast. No, now, you, you know? got nothing. nothing. You had to get yourself here. I did. I was. It was a long trip. It was upsetting. Why? It was, no, it was great. It was fine. I, I, I listened to it. Was, I was angry about my phone. I was complaining about my phone, but you know. Yeah, sixty percent, and it just sixty percent is dead. That's bullshit. What kind of carrier? Who is this? AT and T. Fuck. They're our sponsor, dude. Are they? Yeah. Ooh. No. No, I know. But God, if we had them, <laughs> we'd be out of the clear. I mean, if you had them, yeah. And then I, I know you've got your own show, but I've, I'm, I don't have any. I'm clinging to this. How is everything going? And you've been in LA, you've been in Canada, you wanted to kill yourself in Canada. I definitely did. I, lit- I not even myself, I wanted, there was a moment I was so depressed in Canada because I was working at, uh, have you been to the comic strip in Edmonton? No, I haven't been there. It's in, um, it's in like a Mall of America that is owned by the same people that own Mall of America, I believe. And it's literally the Mall of America in Canada. It's huge mall. Yeah. It has a sea lion exhibit in the mall that where sea lions perform three times a day. And they, um, by the way, I got into the uh, uh, mall. It was freezing there, of course. I get in at Wednesday on Thursday at five o'clock, and I did not go outside <laughs> yes. until Monday at five a.m. So Wednesday or Thursday to, at three to Wednesday at five a.m. or Monday at five a.m. Those are the most depressing weekends, you know, because d- my hotel was in the mall, the radio show was in the mall, and <laughs> the club was in the mall. So I never, I literally, I was trying to like make a point of it, like, can I get scurvy this weekend? <laughs> and um, they didn't have any fruit in the mall. Like there was nothing fresh in the mall. These poor fucking sea lions. I started becoming obsessed with these sea lions. I was like, I have to save them. They got to get, because these things have never seen the light of day. I was tweeting angry things at the Mm. mall. Like, I like playing at your mall, but these sea lions, this is injustice. They're slaves. And I like wanted to go down. Just like every comic goes crazy in some way. Yeah, and the sea lions became a 
like a metaphor for what I was going yeah. through. Like I was like, I'm a slave. I, but they had one more show than me. And so I felt like, <laughs> like they had to do it one more time. But I was like. And, but they didn't have to do radio. Yeah, they didn't have to promote, but they had to like pose with people afterwards yeah. like we do. You know, like it just felt very similar. And um, I literally became obsessed with it. Like I, I, I found a petition. I, I researched like what I could do to help. And then I learned that there's like so many other things that need our help too. Like animals are just like in peril. And um, and then I was just like, I'm overwhelmed by how much stuff I can't do. And so I just didn't do anything. And then as soon as I left the mall, I haven't even thought about the sea lions until like right now. It's like so <laughs> situational. At least you know that you do have empathy. And I think you did do something because you, you are a Twitter activist. And for like a, an hour. I know, I do the same thing it's though. Important. I saw that I saw that movie The Cove, you know, the oh, dolphin yeah. slaughter and Taiji movie. My friend and I were like, this is bullshit. Like we're gonna start it and then like the next day we're like, you wanna get like some sushi or something? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but you're gonna be a big brother, Sam. How's that? Uh, going? the process is going slowly. The re- dude, these these uh, so I went the first day and it was, you know, a lot of people or beginning of the year, everyone's trying to make a difference, you know? Yeah. I did the uh, I did the interview. The interview was like an hour and a half, really personal. I got into like my beliefs and stuff, and she was like, I feel like we vibed. She was like an older woman, and we were kind of like vibing, I think. Like she said something about like, uh, it's like, what do you feel, where do you stand on abortion? That was one of the things, and I was like, I believe in a woman's right to choose. The government should not touch a woman's body uh, unless it's like a public safety issue. I was like getting into all my views and stuff, and then she said something about, uh, she's like, all right, drugs, alcohol. She's like, do you do you drink to excess? And I was like, I have like one glass of wine a week for the antioxidants. I was I was trying to sound like a really... gigantic <laughs> glass <laughs> that has other things in it. Too. Do they know the podcast trough. is available to listen to? I would be a good big brother. That's the thing. Is like oh, you'd these be the best. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. And then I'm like, I, I feel she was like, what are you gonna do? And I was like, I'll, like we'll, we'll, I'll play ball with him. I'll take him to a movie or something. Whatever he wants to do. I don't know. And uh, Irish coffee at a pub. <laughs> We were talking about this over the weekend with Nikki's boyfriend, who's going to be, or is, a big is brother. Does he brother. like it? Yeah, he found it really rewarding, and he felt like he was making a difference in this kid's life, and then he had to like go work in L.A. and like has kind of lost touch, and he feels like, I can't even talk to him about it. I, I don't want to bring it up because he feels so guilty about not being involved. But he like texts him a lot and like tries to stay, and he did like make a difference. This kid was just like... Yeah, it was really cool to see. And he, like, hid it from me for a while. It was, like, I, I just saw the papers for Big Brother, like, out on his... That's how you know you get a good boyfriend when that's, like, that's the shit you find, you know? It really... It's totally true. <laughs> Snooping around. I was hugging what's him. What's I was hugging him, and I go, what's that? And he goes, what's what? And I was like, that paper. And he, I go, Big Brother? I was like, what? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm like... Were you gonna tell me how? And he was like, "I mean, I wasn't gonna tell you until I got it." Like, I I don't like when people brag about like wanting to do things. Not that you're bragging about that. No, you're no, not. No, you're no, just no. talking about it. He's like, "I just don't like to tell people about things I'm gonna do until I'm doing them." And I was like, "I can't believe you didn't tell me." He's like, "Yeah." When I went in for the interview, she said, "Did you tell your girlfriend?" And uh, I was like, "No." And she was like, "What? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> and she said that if we were together over a year, then he would have had to tell me. The questions get so personal. Also, that's that's the thing where, like, when you're going through a program, I guess it's one thing. But I used to tutor kids, and one of them had came from kind of like not a not a they were a loving family, but it was you know not a great situation, mm-hmm. and uh, and he just uh, he, he would call me all the time. And I thought it was starting to get like a little inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> like I wanted to stay in touch, but I was like, I don't know if this is like oh, like I don't know how his mom would feel about yeah. this, you know? So you know. Who was it, he? To it you? was grandmother actually. He, I would his tutor. tutor. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's sweet. Yeah. It's okay, still Alice. 
<laughs> Nikki wow. keeps calling me still Alice because I'm forgetful. Something's happening. I keep forgetting shit. But we... no, I'm just paranoid about like I still Alice myself too because like. <laughs> Have you when, seen this movie? No. Okay. okay. No, it's not a movie. It's, it's a, a book. book. It's a book, then a movie. Based Read on the a movie. book. The book is. It's a book based on a movie based on a podcast. You're going to be reading the book and then you're going to have to like keep going back to every page. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's a choose your own adventure, but it's actually not. You just start on a different page every time because you have Alzheimer's. Um, I related to the book so much because it was talking about like she would just, her short term memory is shit, you know? And so she would repeat herself a lot, tell stories that she like already told. She would forget people's names. And I go, this, I mean, it was the exact same way I felt her guilt and everything was the same way I felt when I blackout drank. Wow. I mean, the exact wow. same. It felt like I relate to So she to felt this. guilt for forgetting. Oh, yeah. She would feel embarrassed. And like, just the way you feel like, you know, when you're telling someone a story and they're like, you told me this last night yeah. in I detail. And, yeah. you, and then I would just stop telling people stories because I was like, I just am scared. I'm repeating myself. That's so I just won't comparison. tell them. Totally. So I... And I always used to say that. I was like, I feel like I get blackout drunk and people get mad, but like grandma has Alzheimer's and everyone's like, it's okay. Like, but She's it's the old. same th Like, And I just read that something really interesting about blackout drinking. Your brain, and I'm reading this book, Girl on a Train, which I bet a lot of people listening are reading because it's like the number one book right now. It's, it's so fucking good. Anyway, she talks about she gets blackout drunk. When you're blackout drunk, your brain doesn't even make memories. It's not that you're forgetting. Your brain doesn't store memories. So even if you could remember, you can't because you never had that memory. It's literally like it never happened to Imagine you. Imagine if it did God. store memories. That would be humiliating. If you woke up and you remembered everything. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah, that would be bad. But then... But it's worse not knowing because you don't know who you can see and who you should yeah. feel. I, That's so terrifying. many times I felt guilty in front of people I maybe shouldn't have. And I was like, I would hold back around people because I didn't want to um, say something that I had already said. You know, like. That reminds me of the time I was on a plane and I took that sleeping pill that I can never remember that starts with an A. Ambien? Yes. <laughs> and I don't remember any of that flight. <laughs> Obviously, it still has, uh, I, I've incurred brain damage from that. But um, I remember looking at the woman next to me. She was this Indian woman. She was all wrapped up in her scarves. And when we were deplanning, I had this feeling that something bad had happened between me and her. And she was terrified looking at me. She was like scurrying off the plane, wrapping herself in her scarves. And uh, I thought I had, I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but I can't remember because of the blackout drinking. But um, I thought I had written five incredible songs and then I got home and it was just an entire notebook filled with hieroglyphics <laughs> and um, lines from Californication, which I had watched on the plane. Wow. And I don't creepy. remember huge chunks of that eight hour flight. Huge chunks. Well, at least you have to be seated because if you caused a ruckus, you would have been pulled off. That's true. So at least you know that you were quarantined. Ooh, tell that story about the plane. Oh, yeah. I was flying to Detroit this past weekend and um, get on the plane and I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden I just hear, oh, <laughs> 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 and then I'm just oh like, God. I wake up and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, I think, oh, it's just like a, a, a autistic kid or something. You know, there's always like a kid that's something like... Constantly. Well, there's always like... You no, know, I mean, there you is. Know, there's always someone with like a, a problem. And you it don't want to get mad until you know what's going on. Yeah. And so I... But it kept going. And then everyone, I'm, I'm starting to look at people and we're like... And then finally, I, I, I'm that woman. I turn around and uh, I see this... African family who I'd seen before we boarded the plane. They looked like very con confused about the boarding process, and they were they were dressed in like 
they're from Nairobi, actually, is what I found out, which is I, um, I just made that up. But no, um, no, they were. They were. <laughs> I was saying Nigeria at first, and then I actually found out they were from Nairobi. Michael Moore was also on my flight because I was going to do Michael Moore's comedy festival in Traverse City, Michigan. So Michael Moore was on the flight too, and he found out they were from Nairobi. So anyway, this guy's freaking out. He's this old man. People are fanning him. Like his family's like fanning him and going, like, I mean, it is getting crazy. Like, I know that's whatever I just did was racist. This woman is chanting and praying and raising up her hand going, like doing prayers over him. This is, oh my God, this is scary. And then the flight attendants are like these like very, um, little gay men. <laughs> there are like three of them, and they're not really doing anything, but they're like back there talking to the family, and pretty soon things get like tense. Like he's not shutting up. Everyone is like taking out their cameras. Like it's like shit's cameras. going down. People are fucking taking photographs. No, they're they're like filming it to like for video. Oh, like okay. if shit goes down, like you want to make some dough off it. So <laughs> selling it to TMZ or whatever. And so. Um, then they get out zip ties and they tie him to his chair. He's freaking out still. The family's freaking out. Then they take him to the back and they zip tie his hands behind his back. And then they were like, we have the situation under control. This is like 40 minutes later. They're like, when we land, please stay in your seats. Welcome to America. Everyone in first class had no idea what was going on because they couldn't hear. That's what the money's for. As they should. Yes. Um, all the whites in first class had no clue what was going on. And then they, when we landed, they all got up right away. And he's like, sit down. He's like, sit down. Everyone, sit down. The feds come on and bring this guy off. And he just walks out, like, handcuffed, with, followed by his, like, whole Nairobian family. It was crazy. Oh it was, like, God. very exciting in the sense that, like, oh, shit's happening. But it's also, like, you're, like, on a plane. Like, it's what, scary. What, what, what was it? Do you know what He it just was? had a panic attack. Uh, and. Oh, poor guy. And. Uh. It made me realize, like, looking at all the men on the plane and, like, looking at the flight attendants, like, if shit really went down, all none of these pussies would have done a thing. Like, all these fat men were just, like, <laughs> nervously laughing and kind of just like, whoa, someone's freaking out. They were just, like, none of them would have, like, stepped up and been a man to be, like, yeah, you know, what's going on? Let me take control. Like, we would have, we had no, like, let's rolls on our plane, if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we had no, like, guys that were, like, let's do this. I was like, this would be fatal, like uh, whatever, fatal. Are yeah. you that way, Sam? Would you? No, I think, I think I'd step up. I, I also, you would absolutely step up. I think up. I would. I think, I you think would it's. Too. Uh, That's why he would be a great big brother. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Or air marshal. Air marshal. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Also, it's like a great ad for Ambien. Just a guy having a panic attack. You know. Yeah. Like, right, well, this no, would not have happened. No kidding. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I would do something. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. God, that pisses me off that people were taking videos. That just really Why? Because it's like, do something. Help him or well, ask they him were if doing, he's okay. At that time, those people were already, like, the, the flight attendants were already all around him. So they were the filming The three him. little gay guys? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's good to know that the, the flight attendants step up to the plate, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, they, they had to. But, I mean, <sighs> they were tiny. Like, they could have, this family could have just, like, overtaken them right away. I wish there was a translator to know what they were chanting at him to calm him down. I think it was just Goose like faba. gibberish. What? Yeah, anger management. You ever see? No. <laughs> so oh, yeah, Jack yeah, Nicholson yeah, keeps yeah. saying "goose faba." <laughs> it was. Uh, it was just a little weird because everyone was kind of thinking like, "Oh, does he have Ebola?" Because he was like sweating a lot and just screaming. You know, it was just like. Oh God, that's that's a, that's, that's almost like 
some airborne disease. You're like, oh, yeah. God, there's nowhere to Are go. Are we all going to be screaming yeah, was... in a second? Yeah, it was weird. That's a weird jump to make. Like, he has Ebola. No, it isn't. Like, when the Ebola thing was going on, it was like they would constantly show planes and how the germs could spread through the cabin if one person had it. And it was everyone that brought it to America was African. Yeah, but why would he be screaming out of nowhere? Because you're in pain when you have Ebola? Because that's what happens in horror oh. movies, Anya. Okay, I mean, okay, Jesus. I got it, got it, got it's it. It's not a crazy leap to make. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is a, it's It's only made because Fox News has sensationalized the, the whole thing, yeah. but it's definitely a leap that everyone was thinking. Really? Who watches the news? When you're scared in that moment, your brain just goes to play, like you just, you know. Like when, you wouldn't know, because you, don't, you, you were not watching the news when Ebola was going on. That I, was, everything was like an airplane with little like, cartoons of yeah. pathogens flying through the air and infecting the whole plane. That's terrifying. We live in a society that tries to scare us constantly. Like, it it just makes more sense that this guy yeah. had a panic attack. He's never been on a plane. He freaked out. Yeah. But have you ever seen that happen? Not like I have Ebola and I spontaneously start shrieking on a plane. But he was, like, writhing and, like, do you know, oh, it was, it, you get weird. scared. Like, you can't. I did see a guy writhing on the ground in an Ebola video on, Yeah. I did see that. That was he was breakdancing. <laughs> that was a black I man like, breakdancing. I feel like my, my experiences on planes are so are so good usually. I said last time I was on a plane I sat next to a woman. She just told me her life story. She was like she was like my husband, like he took everything. Uh, he had, he was a drug addict. I paid for his rehab. I'm raising the kids, and I was like, "That's wow. I was just like getting so into her story. I was like, oh, "I'm gonna write a pilot based on your life." And she was like, "Please do, please do." And I was like, so amped up. Then of course I got off the plane. I was like, "I'm probably never gonna." Yeah, think it's like about the it. sea lions. Yeah, you just forget. As soon as you're out, but she came to my shows that weekend. That's cool. Yeah, cool. I've met a couple Sweet. people that come to my shows, and it's like, kind of nice. It is when they find out you're a comedian, like, because I can't lie. Every comedian's like, "Oh, I've got a story for what I tell people," and I'm like, I don't like to like. What am I gonna say? I'm a teacher. Like, I, then what do I teach? And then what? Do, where did I, I go know. to school for it? And like, what if they know someone that went to that? I don't school? bring it up till they ask. I don't like, but yeah. Oh no, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like getting out my jokes, like spit, like, oh, excuse me, sorry, I dropped my pencil. Can you get that for me? And I like put my notebook in their face, and it says like. Dick one time murder. I was in a car with Sean Padden on the road, and uh, and he went into the bank. He just got out of the cab, and, and I was like, dude, don't tell people. Like, I was like, I'm like, I don't do this. So I was like, so I was, she was like, what are you here for? And I was like, work. We're here for our work, you know? I just kept like going. And then, of course, Sean gets back in the car and he just starts like running bits by me. <laughs> and she was like, You guys comedians? And we're like, Yeah. And she just starts running us the worst racist street jokes of all time. It's every God. time. It's like when I get on a plane with a guitar, there's always at least two guys that are like, You're going to sing for us today? <laughs> it's just every uh, time. And it's because it's you're a woman. Time. No man <clears throat> would true. be at, no man would say that to another man. Yeah. No way. It's because you're like a pretty woman. Yeah. And by that I mean a, a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true. So a lot of endangered species so far on this app. Um, hey, wait, Sam, let's hear about um, your, your date. date. Oh, with that girl. Um, it was good. I mean, oh yeah, I was texting you right before that actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. She um, confused you. What do you mean? One of them confused you. Can we talk about that? Oh, yeah. I, the weird text. Misleading text. Yeah, text. What was she trying to do there? What do you think was going Can on? Can we explain that? Yeah, a yeah sure, sure. No, yeah. I think we should just talk about it vaguely. Okay, so, so Sam went out with a girl, <laughs> and then she texted him immediately after the date. No, it wasn't immediately. It was a few her. days. You know what I think it was? I think it was probably insecurity, too. It was like, it was like I wasn't super talky for those few days, and maybe it was like, I'll end this before he does. Oh, the old know? Brit from Bachelor. 
Yeah. Nice ref. I don't get that reference. But yeah, uh, it, was will. That, it was the episode last Come night. Come over. So end it before they end it, so you have the control. That's yeah. kind of what it felt like a that's little bit. That's what it bit. sounded like. I, that's what I was getting at. That's what I thought exactly I what happened. So you asked her out again. She No, no. She said... Um, just she out of the some, blue? Yeah, no, she was texting me, where are you? And I was just like, I was, I was in her area, I guess. I was like, oh, I just, I was at therapy. And then uh, she was like, any breakthroughs? I was like, no, it was, I mean, it was good. It was standard. You know, we kind of were talking for a while. And then she just said, you know, I think, uh, I think she was mad and asked her to hang out because I was in the same area of her, as her. Hmm. But I had the big brother thing, so I had to leave. And then she said, um, I just, you know, I get weird with relationships, but I just don't think we should see each other again. Yeah. Or something like that. She absolutely was doing that. She was either wanting you to beg her to like, no, what are you doing? Like, or she was going to come out like the bigger person. Yeah. And then I was, I just, and oh, oh, but she's like a big comedy fan. That's how I met her. And she, and she said, um, but you're like a great, she's not like nice, you know, you're a great comedy. It was like really kind of passive aggressive, you know, where I I just, I didn't know what to say. It was like all that. So I just said, thanks. I don't know what to say. And to then, then she wrote you back. Yeah, yeah. I just figured like I'm not gonna like be like, "What's up?" I'm like, I don't. I'm not gonna fuel this fire. That's, if that's no. That's the, what I, she wanted, I, I know. and you didn't take the I'm, bait. It's I'm great. Gonna, I'm an adult. I'm not gonna. But then she said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then later that night, she was like, "Sorry, I have weird relationship stuff." Uh, maybe we, like late at night. She like really kind of under. We could hang out, and I'm like, "All right, you're either doing like the booty call game, or you're doing." Uh, like the low self-esteem game either way. Like I'm not going to bite on this one either. So I just said, it'd be great to see you again day or night. You Which know? was such a nice <laughs> response. Yeah, that was uh, like the best response a girl could ask for. Uh, it was really interesting to witness this as a woman because it just made me see how totally confusing women can be. I mean, everyone can be, but no, we, I don't she norm- was saying, I don't, don't want to see like you that, again. Though. And then usually, the next text was, I'd like to see you again. Well, the thing is, what she was doing, she did what Britt did in The Bachelor last night. She <laughs> she she said, you know what, I'm I'm out, and she wanted you to beg for her or to question it, so it would lead to a conversation that would eventually lead to you being like, well, I think I that would lead you to try, so that she could justify seeing you because you're giving her nothing. Yeah. So she, but then she didn't get that from you. You just said thanks, and then. She had a moment of weakness later on that night mm. and decided to take it all back and try again because she, what she had planned did not work. And so she was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to get like what I can out of him. She'll, yeah, pro- she'll she, probably listen to this too. Well, that, well, she's, if you disagree, I would love. No, I don't, you, I don't disagree. No, if she disagrees, oh. if you disagree with what I'm saying, cause I only know this girl cause I've done that before. But you should Dang. not have sent that second text the same night. You should have maybe waited a week for Sam to write you back because he would have because he would have been like very confused by that and a little bit hurt. I he doubt it. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. He would have eventually written back. Really? Sam? I, I think. Don't, yeah, I might. Uh, no, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't she, think... That was like a big kiss off. I don't want to see you again, but I also, think you're a great usually, comic. Usually, usually women, uh, you know, women, if they don't want to see me again, in my experience, they just won't answer me. You know, and I'm like, all right, that's that's that. You know, I don't. I, it's not usually I don't want to see you again. It's happened a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it's happened a couple times where women have like broken up. But that's well, been like a couple days. I like you know? what you're saying. You're though, not Nick. that into her, and she needs to realize that even now. <clears throat> Is that, that true? You aren't. There's no way that you think of her as going to be your girlfriend. I know for a hundred percent because if you did, first of all, she's too needy for you to feel that way because you. Um, because she's too, it's it like guys can't be attracted to someone that is that needy. I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. She has to play a little hard to get, which she's playing not hard to get at all. She tried to, but then she gave up on it that night. So you aren't into her. 
and that is why she had to call call you back that night and you were you were like okay i guess i'll do it like she's making it you're not trying at all and she's trying so much how i think you're putting zero you, effort how long did you wait before asking her out like you said there was this period of time where you didn't bite you guys are just chit-chatting days, about maybe. therapy yeah well also i've been on the road and then like I just feel like my spots are always so late, so I always come off like a dick. If I'm like, I can hang out, but it's like 1 a.m. or something, or like at midnight. So I, I, tr- I don't know. When yeah. you really like a girl, though, don't you make an effort and ask them out to dinner or something I haven't reasonable? like really connected to someone in a while. And I'm trying. Thank I'm like, God. I'm making an effort, but I haven't really. So Nikki's really, right. Yeah, yeah, I haven't He's really. He's not that indoor. I haven't really connected to someone. It I'm hurts. Like, yeah. But it's. But, <laughs> but you're really tired. What? You're really tired, right? Sure. You? Tired? Yeah, I'm a little tired. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, but the I thing mean, is, he's not in a place right now. Connect. Unless some girl is like fucking over, like, th- like she's the best woman in the world for Sam. Like they are soulmates. I don't yeah. think Sam is in a place right now to find the love of his life. Probably not. You're too focused on stand up, which you should be. Yeah. And you're like killing it right now. You're working so hard. You'll find that person once you reach a comfortable level where you can take a step back from doing sets every single fucking night. <laughs> You'll get to that point, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, it's not like it's a bad thing. I think it's just no. like it'll happen when it happens, you know? Exactly. But um, but if you're anything like Phil Hanley, you guys will get back together, enjoy a light, casual, physical relationship, and then accidentally slip and fall and just be be together. Here's the thing. That is the Phil Hanley. Phil, but Phil is like, he's a <clears throat> relationship guy. Like he's, I, don't you feel that but way? But you are yeah, too. Yeah, but I You've think you want a girlfriend too. Some, yeah, I think, but it's got to be perfect. It's got, I mean, not, I'm not yes. saying that his isn't, but I'm, I'm it's saying it's got to be perfectly Here, crazy. Let me ask you about the other two girls. It, did they, that you've been, or the, like the two really big long-term relationships you've had recently? It's really only one, but oh, well, because one well, was, wasn't that long. Well, yeah. let me ask you about both those girls uh, when you first got together and things were really good. Yeah. Did either of them display anything, like any desperation? Were any of that, were they pursuing you? One of them, absolutely, yeah. How so? Long? What? What? How did that go? <laughs> this is embarrassing. It was like... Uh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was embarrassing. No, she, uh, we hooked up early on. Like, she, we hung out a couple times. She, but she had sex with me pretty early on. Then yeah. she was like, we just hung out a lot. It was just one of those where I was like, oh, I enjoy her. We're, Were you out having sex when you yeah. hung out? Okay. Yeah, but then she was, one night she just started crying. I was like, what? Why are you crying? What's going on? She was like, she's like, you don't respect me. And I was like, that's not true. And she was like, then why aren't I your girlfriend? And I was like, ah, fuck. Because you're fucking me. Why would I ever make you my girlfriend exactly. if you're giving me exactly what I want? Exactly. Why would I make this worse This for is me? on my terms right now. <laughs> this is great. Guys don't want a girlfriend. Nikki, that is so on point. Because you're uh, fucking him. Don't fuck someone if you want them to be your boyfriend. Because... That is the only reason a guy will boyfriend you is to get in your to have regular sex with you. But if you're already giving it to him, what incentive does he have? It's pretty true. Because why does a guy want to be in a relationship? A, a, a guy your age doesn't want to be in a fucking monogamous relationship when he is, you know, in, unless you're getting steady, awesome sex. That's your motive motivation to be in one. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I don't. I'm not. But saying But she that was you, great. I mean, I did have a good. Like, it was a good run with her, you know, for sure. But uh, yeah. Did you know mo- in the back of your head it wasn't going to work out? No, I think you didn't? I, I think at first I had doubts, but then when I was with her, I was like, when maybe she, I will. Marry how did her. she get you to be her her girlfriend? Then did she say, well, we then I can't sleep with you anymore? Um. She became your girlfriend. Yeah, we dated for okay. like this girl. We dated for like probably a year and a half. You know? Wait, is this the same girl as the you don't respect me? 
Yes. Okay. So how how did it go from you don't respect me to? I didn't want to hurt her. I felt bad that she was hurt. I don't know. I just, you know. He acquiesced. Yeah. Which is what a lot of guys do. Uh, did you keep, did she threaten like, I'm not going to do this anymore? Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to do what? Like, not. Like, gonna... I'm not going to see you anymore if I, if this can't be taken more seriously by you? And I... No, she didn't really. So you went straight from being like, that conversation led to you being like, okay, I'm your boyfriend. Kind of, not in that moment, but I was like, all right, well, let's talk about it. Let's figure it Interesting. out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm what being happened with wrong. Hanley. He was he was just having a sexual thing, and then they had a little cry, and she was like, "You don't really respect me. Let's take a break." They took a three day I break, Phil and doing then he was like, the crying, though. "Well, I had here's an the thing: and I the be break. She <clears throat> in the break is a great move on her part. She said, "Well, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. She, I bet you anything that she." said I'm not going to do this and wasn't communicating with him. He got fucking scared that she was sleeping with someone else and then he called her. Yeah, it was like a 3-day break. But I've never heard of this where a girl <clears throat> goes, "You don't respect me and I want to be your girlfriend." And he goes, "Okay, I'll think about it." And then he's like, "Okay, I'm your boyfriend." I've never heard that. <laughs> I've heard well, that. Well, it was like a, a big lot. it was a big decision, I thought. And I just also had the whole thing where I was like I kind of laid out like, "Look, I laid out comedy for. Her. I was like, if this is a problem, we can't do it. If this is a problem, we can't." I guess was telling her, I was like, "Let's just be, you know, be practical about this the typical negotiation move yeah. it's always that yeah i but feel like this happens a lot yeah um i don't think a lot of girls hold out and play this game of like i'm not gonna sleep with him till he's my boyfriend well I, hey she she didn't hold out but she eventually realized what she was doing was wrong right for her right she eventually realized because that would have just kept going that way where you mm-hmm. guys hang out and have sex and like why, it wouldn't have reached any point where you would be like, hey, what are we? Where is this <laughs> yeah. going? I know. No guys do that. No. That's, that's, a, that's a girl talk thing. But a girl... Uh, unless, they, a guy, they, unless a guy's they older do and do the guy's... That. Yeah, they the guys do do that when they're... Yeah, 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 when yeah. they want you no to be guys. exclusive and you're not yet monogamous Here's my sexually. theory. I think girls have huge... like. I think men have different... like. Like the way that men have bases, like oh, like Mm -hmm. the final base is like having sex. Our final base is having kids with you. So first base is you saying I love you. Second base is you uh, moving in with us. Third base is marriage, and then home run is kids, and then after that you get divorced because there's nothing else to do. (laughs) That literally is all the steps you go through them with someone, and then maybe you have another kid. And then you go, this isn't really like we have nothing else. There's no more steps. Girls just want to. Because it's always, where's this going? That's and interesting. Then once you have kids, there's nowhere else for it to go. Right. And yeah. girls just want, they keep wanting because it's like, I just need more from him. Mm-hmm. And you just, <laughs> you can't just be happy with what you have. My boyfriend's calling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember asking your boyfriend, Nick, how you guys got together. Because I knew the story from your point of view, but I remember him saying like, she just won me over. <laughs> well, what I did me over. was I didn't have sex with him until mm-hmm. um, I waited and waited and waited. And then until I realized, like, oh, he is he's sprung on me. Like, he, I'm not I, I just I, and I didn't know that for sure. But I was just like, I think that this is and we work together. He wasn't just going to. There wasn't me there and, wasn't like, a moment where you're like I have to to keep him. But it was, it was no, oh, no, okay. not at all. Because she wanted to. She oh, wanted I wanted it. to so badly, but I also was like, I don't, I, I'm going to do this one differently because first of all, I'm sober now and God, I, um, and I just know that it, 
I want I don't I can't get hurt by this guy because I like him so much that if I sleep with him and he's not into me, I, I I can't I won't be able to take it. I won't be able to perform at my job. I won't like I won't be able to function. So I waited and waited. And then I, it got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm ready to sleep with it. Like, I know he likes me a hell of a lot. And this is, and so then we had sex. And then right after it, I kind of had a conversation with him where I was like, so like, I'm not dating anyone else. Or, and he was like, neither am I. And I was like, okay, so like, we're, we're not dating anyone else. We're, and then he was like, no. And then I was like, and then we like had an intimate moment. I go, oh my God, I think that's the talk. We're just boyfriend and girlfriend now, but we never said it. Right. So that was the talk we had. And I'm calling in my boyfriend all over town. He is not calling For me weeks. his girlfriend anywhere, but he's not seeing anyone else. But weeks and weeks and weeks. Then we go to Anya's, um, like and Anya had a show and we go to her show and Anya's mom is there. And I've just been introducing him to all these people as like my friend. And I'm like, how do I say like my, I, I gotta say boyfriend. Like you, what what is the in between there? Like, Hello, Nikki. Hi, how are you? And I'm good, I'm good. This? I'm, uh, uh, this is my boyfriend, Chris, and this is his brother, Tim. And I just said my boyfriend and I was just like, fuck it. And then I found out later that uh, Tim, his brother was like, dude, what's going on? Like she just used the boyfriend word and he was like, she knows what she wants. She just, she gets what she uh. wants. And she knows what she, he like respected that. I was just like, this is my man. Like, but what kills me with that story is that you thought he was your boyfriend for weeks and he didn't really know he was your boyfriend. But he did because he wasn't he seeing anyone have. else. We saw each other every single day. Like, it, it but was when what he it, tells the story, he's like, yeah, I didn't even know. And then I, uh, that Union Hall one he night. He knew. He knew. I know. But he wasn't saying it. But like, the thing is, I just, I felt for him for the first time I actually did things right. Like I just, I really, because I just loved him already before we were together. Like I was obsessed with him in a way that was not healthy. Like I, I think was it was love. mutual. I think it was pretty No, mutual. it wasn't, it wasn't. But <laughs> I just couldn't be, if I if if that didn't work out, I was gonna be like. This is a podcast you should listen to. I inconsolable, think. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It was pretty faded from the start, like yeah. destined from the start. I don't know if I subscribe to all those rules necessarily. Yeah, the girl says the girl who read a book called The Rules. <laughs> well, it obviously doesn't work for me. Um, but I mean, I can't do them. But um, I just I, every relationship I've ever had has always begun with a one night stand that turned into a six year long thing, which is not a great way to go. But I'm just saying, Nikki, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying. It doesn't work for me. I'm not doing it anymore. Those relationships were not good. They weren't. They really weren't. But I'm still learning to negotiate with my body. <laughs> but no, I am. I think I feel that I've taken like, a new you... step, and I, I want to actually get to know somebody first. I'm not saying casual first. sex is, a, like, do it if you can, but I, I think it's very hard for women to Yeah, you've said attached. to me a bunch of times, like, you sleep with a guy, you start to like him. I yeah. fall in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that people. affliction. I. Uh, I remember I was talking to a girl at a party last night. I was like, oh, I'd love to have sex with her. I feel nothing. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, that's but, the ideal thing, right? Yeah. It's crazy, and that is why I could be okay with my boyfriend fucking another girl because I get. <laughs> I totally understand that he could fuck someone. Nikki's forward thinking and never want to see her <laughs> don't again. Look at me. Because listen to what Sam just said. He yeah. he was thinking, I want to fuck this girl and then feel nothing. He would literally feel nothing yeah, yeah, for yeah. her emotionally. Oh, I just thought she was like really hot. He wouldn't and just care awful. if she. I mean, he I wouldn't like, want her to perfect. die. But like, yeah. if she got hit by a car, it wouldn't be the end of the world for him even though he has I wouldn't his make the funeral but I, I'd be like it was a shame yeah yeah right like he wouldn't it, I'd, I'd be upset for her 
Yeah, of course, but you'd be upset for anyone yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah, if they got exactly, hit that you exactly. had any interaction yeah, with. Yeah. Um, and that's why it sucks that we're so different, men and women, in that regard. It yeah. really sucks. It, we got the short end of the stick on that one for sure. Yeah, on the last podcast, I was talking to Karen Margolis about her open relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to Nikki afterwards about it, and I was like, really, not depressed necessarily, but what I, I was you like. You were um, bummed out. Yeah, you I were was, just like, kind of like, well, fuck. I was negative we about We need some Hollywood future. rom-coms where people have like a side piece, you know? That'll, that'll change it, I think. Everything's so bullshit. Every Hollywood movie is so bullshit. Yeah, I and know. that's And that's like, true. like 50 Shades of Grey made $81 million over the weekend. Yeah, I saw it. I contributed to that oh. figure. I, didn't, I don't know what it's about. I don't know anything about it. I just know it looks terrible. And, well, uh, you know what it's about. It's about a guy who's like... Who's like hot and rich and... Hot, like, rich, and a damaged. psychopath, pretty much. Like, he uh, doesn't really have... He's damaged. No, uh, that's, the, that's the, the controversial thing about it, is that he's not a psychopath, but they paint him out to be one. But he has these... He had a rough childhood. He had a rough... You know, he he underwent abuse, and therefore he can't experience emotional intimacy, and he has to like. But does he in the end? Is that the thing? yeah? Amy that's told me that at thing. one point during the movie, he's like he like flips her over, and then he braids her hair. <laughs> he does into like a beautiful braid. <laughs> yeah, everybody laughed at that point oh. in the theater. What the fuck? Look, he's got talent. You know, he's like he had a lot of sisters growing up, <laughs> and he learned a thing or two. That's so funny. That's true. Oh, that's so lame. Uh, yeah, I got really depressed about the uh, the whole open relationship thing. Thinking like, is that the only way to make something work and have it be long lasting? And I was like telling Nikki, I was just <laughs> like, I'm so pissed. Like, I don't even have a boyfriend yet. Now I have to let him fuck other girls. <laughs> it was. I was like, that's the funniest thing you've ever said. That's hilarious. Write that down. That's also like for me. It's all, you know the problem with the open relationship people is whenever they explain it, they explain it in kind of a creepy way. Like they'll be like. They'll be like, oh, uh, well, if you look at the animals, you know, and I'm like, well, if you, once you're bringing up animals for, you know, that's when it gets creepy to me. I know, but it. it They're making valid points, but like, I don't like the way they say it. You plug know? for a fucking amazing podcast with Moshe Kasher, Nikki Glazer, and David, what's his name? Oh, the author shit. of Sex at Dawn. Check it out on Moshe Kasher's podcast, uh, the name of which Hound I. Tall. Yeah, it's. Amazing, amazing, amazing listening. Yeah, it was Nicole, me, and Moshe, and so this funny. guy, uh, God damn Christopher. it. I, Chris, Chris Allen. Christopher Allen. And he um, he wrote, I think that's his name, he wrote Sex at Dawn, Allen. which is, what? Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan. Oh, my God. Two he's, first name guy. He's amazing. And, um, yeah, he wrote this book, and it's a really funny podcast, but it's all about, like, why animals are not meant to, or humans are not meant to be monogamous. Right, like how... We are always compared with the chimp incorrectly in that the chimp is like this wild and crazy sort of like violent animal, but really we're closer to the bonobo, which is polyamorous. We're literally like more one loving. gene different that like we're one step away from bonobos. Yeah. Evolution. They're the closest primate to us. And they... They isn't, that the, isn't that a Nate Bargatze joke? He's like, if that's true, that's my favorite gene. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That's really, really funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they just, uh, it's its really interesting because they, they fuck and they live in bands of people that, or bands of monkeys that we used to live in prior to, out, like, the agriculture, pretty much, is what made people, the, the acquisition of property, men suddenly were like, well, then I... I need this. This is mine. And that woman is mine. Right. Whereas before... Women and men used to just live in a band 
of people, fuck everyone, and the whole village raised the kids because no one knew, no one was like, that's my kid. Like, right. it was just everyone's kid. They, they believe that all the sperm made the kid. I found it so interesting him talking about how, like, cattle and women were essentially the same value. Like, yeah. that's why... Where is it written in the in the Bible or something like thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife? He says or like the full text cattle. is actually like thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. But ox. wife comes like third yeah. after a bunch but don't of animals. But don't you think like imagine living in like a village where everyone just fucked every? It'd be weird, you know. Like there is something nice about. But it. not intimate. if it were normal. We just we're just we think monogamy is that's what we've grown up. But like, with. what about having like? Like a wife, and you just—it's just kind of open. It's not like it's not like this big gangbang village thing. Which is yeah, what it no, like, I you know think that I mean? that's fine, but that's not the way it was before <laughs> agriculture. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff back then, you know. It's, Absolutely, but, uh, but I'm sure I, a lot of that was unconsensual banging. <laughs> you guys have a great relationship for this kind of subject because the conversation has been had, Nikki and Chris, um, where it's like the, there's a door, and it's. It's open, but nobody's it's heading unlocked. toward it. Yeah. There you go. It's well, the unlocked. thing is, as soon as he wants to, though, he can. And he'll tell you about it. Yeah, but he doesn't want to right now. Would because... you be upset, though, or no? Yeah, I would be a little bit jealous, but I'd also be really turned on by it and really, like, intrigued, and I'd want to hear about it. And I mean, I've said this on the podcast before, but, like, most of our foreplay is, like, him telling me about other chicks he's hooked up with, like, prior to me. But he's running out of them because there's only there's – a, there's a finite amount – so I'm like, you got to go make more stories. And just like the idea of like another girl like wanting him is like very appealing to me and him like dominating another girl and like kind of showing her who's boss and like, and also knowing that like he's my, like I don't, I don't feel that he's going to, he's not going to fuck anyone and be like, she's better than Nikki. Like not at fucking, she might be better at fucking and she might have a better pussy and a better everything, <laughs> but he is not going to find someone he has like, he wants to hang out with more right. than her. And he'll still want to bang me no matter what, whether or not she's better. I miss you so much on this podcast. Nobody, nobody talks. But I definitely way. will be jealous. But that's almost like. But you'll know. I like being jealous. That's that, that almost makes it, gives me energy in a relationship again, where it's like you gotta, it makes you not take things for granted. And it mm. makes you like kind of at the edge of your seat and want to try harder and look good for your man and like uh, all but that's, those things. That's why I, like if a girl cheated on me, I'd be like, she has feelings for that guy. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's why it's. I think it's different. Yeah, Unless, but, uh, as Karen said on the last podcast, it's been discussed, it's open, and it's just like to add to the relationship. So it's not cheating. Like if, right, if right. He as said, long as it's open and it's not like that whole like... Not oh, a just, secret. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the secret's the bit worst part. I don't have any desire to fuck someone else right now, but if I did, I mean, I, I just... I don't know. I'd maybe want him to watch or something. I what? I'd want him to get something out of it because I'm getting something out of what he's doing. It's not just purely for him, right. but like, I, if I would want him to want me to fuck someone else, or else I really wouldn't care. Yeah. So it's more of a shared experience. Yeah. That makes sense. It's but if I did get to a point where I just wanted to fuck someone else and he was doing it too, I think it would be fair for me to do. Yeah. It's also it's getting harder. It, like I still don't think of it like that much, but it's getting a little harder for me. Maybe I'm drinking less. I think it's like harder for me to fuck someone 
that I feel not connected to at all. Okay, now you're uh, changing. I like this because well, earlier I, five minutes yeah, ago drinking you said is you the only way. To- yeah, because I, I would be like, I mean, sometimes someone I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I? I don't, I don't, I don't want to hang out with this person. Why am I like having sex? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then. Uh, I don't know. I like that you put the jacket on for the story. It makes me feel like a you know, like it's a better story. You're an than animal. It is. Yeah. I wanted to cover, <laughs> cover myself but, up uh, for this. You know, Anya's wearing a fur. But it, it gets a little <laughs> hard. Like I can it's still do it. It's actually sea otters. <laughs> no, it's not. It's still. Uh, oh, feel it. It's oh, faux, but awesome. it looks real. Look on my Instagram. I'm wearing the sea like otters it. from the mall in Canada. <laughs> God, they would be—they would have a better life like that. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, I have a guy friend who says he he finds himself unique because he can't have sex without falling in love, and it's like one of the only guys I know that has said that. But he's like, every time I've had sex in my life, almost without question. I've developed feelings for the girl. If I, I don't think, I don't think it's like out of nowhere feelings. But if I already kind of like the girl, mm-hmm. and then we have sex, I'm like, fuck, I gotta have sex with her again. You know. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like out of nowhere, but it definitely it well, guys definitely have feelings and like there's something in them that wants to like see a girl like there's no question, but um, but you were saying earlier like yeah they feel nothing. See guys, no, are just but different. guys can feel nothing. Like they're capable of it, whereas women I don't know that we are. Right, or, but most th- of us aren't. He was saying he can't. He's like I'm incapable of feeling. Absolutely well, just nothing. as there are women that are exceptions, I guess there are yeah. men too. Yeah, I think he is kind of an oddball. He might have like more um, estrogen than maybe other guys. Who? Phil Hanley. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> How big's his clip? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the biggest clip of anyone I've ever met. He's, uh... Thanks for joining us. We're we can keep talking, but it's been a, it's been a while. Um, Has it really? Yeah, it's already been like forty five minutes. Tell I tell think. Phil to uh, fast forward forty five minutes in and listen to us talking about his clit. We could talk about train wreck. We could talk <laughs> about not safe for work. We could talk no. about my near death experience, but that's kind of long. Yeah, just let's breeze over that. Should we just breeze over that? No, I mean you should you should get to it today. Yeah. Okay. So I almost died. What? No, you didn't. <laughs> You got my attention now, though. I know. No, I had a health scare. I was so, so freaked out. And that's why today I'm overjoyed. I want to skip down the street and sing a song. I want to sing this song. My friend Scott told me to sing Elliot Smith's Needle in the Hay. But sing, needle in the boob, needle in the boob. Because guess what I had done today? That's right, Sam. I had a little, well, I was supposed to have a biopsy because they said I had to get a mammogram. Why does that sound so funny? Mammogram. Chris had the funniest joke about mammograms. He's like, I go, I don't, should I get one? Like, do I need to get, when do you need to get them as a woman? He's like, I think you get a mammogram when people only call you (laughs) ma'am. I was like, that is a good, like, that's a good indication. It's like when, uh, I mean, he wasn't trying out a bit, but he's like, that's a good, when you're being called ma'am only, like, that's time. (laughs) That's so funny. That's really good. I liked it. Um, I had to get one uh, for my regular checkup, and they were like, you got to come back. So then I had to go back, and um, they were doing, then they did an ultrasound, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I feel perfectly healthy. There's no baby in there. There's nothing in there. And um, and then they were like, hmm, we see something. We have, to, we have to have a biopsy. Biopsy. All the alarms go off. I freak out. That was like five days ago. I have not been able to think about anything else for five days. I have That's never... all they gave you? Biopsy? Yeah, you got to get a biopsy. You have to get, I had to get something called a core needle biopsy, which I didn't know what that was. 
Anyways, I went back this morning, so freaked out. Wait, first. Okay. You you called your mom <laughs> to like garner some sympathy or just worst idea. And ever. her mom, by the way, has a PhD in physics, physics. and a, and a master's Russian. in Russian literature. Yeah, yeah. Smart lady, right? Yeah. This is what I get back. I Skyped her. I was debating for days, like, should I tell my mom this? And I was like, or not. no. And then I'm like, I need to get some family history information here. And I want some sympathy. And I want my mommy. So those are two great reasons. So I call her on Skype. She's in Mexico. And I'm like, hey, mama. So I'm kind of freaked out. And she's like, what's wrong? And then I'm like, I have to get my and she's like, what? And I go, I had a mammogram, and I think everything's fine, but I have to get a biopsy, and I'm I'm kind of freaking out. And she's like, no, 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 don't get it. I wouldn't get it because, um, no, you should not get it. You should get a second opinion. I'm like, I did get a second opinion. I got two mammograms, and I spoke with my other doctor. I have to get it. And I spoke with a friend of my sister's who went through like cancer treatment and all of this stuff. And she's like, early detection is the key. Like time is the number one commodity in yeah. this whole thing. So like the earlier you get it, the better. She was like, my aunt found out like six months too late Ugh. and died. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm like, so I have, to, I gotta get it done. Thinking my mom's gonna be like, absolutely do the right thing, be safe. No, no, I don't think you should get it because, um, you know, my, I go, didn't we have breast cancer in the family? Like, isn't your grand, didn't your grandmother die of breast cancer? She had it, but I don't think she died. Ah, uh, yes, she did have, no, <laughs> I don't think, ah, uh, yes, she did die of breast cancer. Yes, but she was my grandmother. I go, okay, well, that's important. What about anybody else? No, no. I mean, I had several biopsies, but um, I don't remember. No, they told me I had to have one, but I said no. I don't think you should have one. I'm like... This is like torturous, torturous right? to me, and I'm not even like... I felt none of that, you know? That's uh, crazy. It's killing me. And then I, she goes, also my mother thought she had breast cancer when she was depressed. <laughs> I go, did she? I don't think so. I think she was just depressed. That's actually, I tell Phil that when he gets sad. <laughs> you probably have breast cancer. <laughs> so anyway, my mom tells me not to do it. I say, I want to do it. I think it's the smartest thing to do, even though I'm terrified. And she goes, I would just tell your doctor you don't want to do it because you don't want to disrupt the breast. What the fuck does uh, that I, mean? I don't, I have no idea. I just... Okay. So then you like are sad about it mm. and you write her and you say... Mom, I wish you would have, you know, been a little bit more nurturing and said some nicer things. And like, I have to get this biopsy. I've done all these, you know, I've talked to all these people. I have to get it done. And then what does she write back? She writes back. Um, I forgot what she said. I don't. Okay. She's, oh. <laughs> she writes, instead of getting the biopsy, I wonder if you could do this. Rub Rub your hands together very rapidly and warm them. With energy. With energy. And put the energy on your breasts before. <laughs> before. On the breasts. <laughs> on the breasts. She's, she's got a PhD. Apply the energy on. on wow. No, you got to read it because it's, the, it's funnier the way she said it. <laughs> so my husband, Jim, he's got, 
he's got lupus. Have you told Jim to just rub his hands over his... Um, okay. I think I deleted it out of anger. Oh, give me a break. It was so good. Okay, I'll find it. Just type in the energy breast. <laughs> and it'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. The other thing she said was just don't... Don't, I really think you should tell your doctor you don't want to disrupt the breast. Then when I went in today and I told... No, she said you want to check and see if the biopsy will um, uh, tear the cyst. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, that's what a biopsy does. It like goes out and takes a chunk of the cyst. Like it's definitely going to do that. And she's like, it probably won't happen. But yes, it's 100% going to happen. I'm dying, to, I'm dying to know how this ends. That cyst is going to... I'm fine. Okay. Mm, here's what she said. Oh, I put that together because you're happy. But <laughs> I want to know if there's like a big turn. You know? I know. There's there not. is. God, my letter is so bitchy to her. It's all caps. Good. I'm trying to find her response here. So did you hear from your doctor? My last mammogram? I can't find it. I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck. I think I just deleted hers because I was so angry. She listens to this podcast too. Sorry, Ma. Um, yeah, I deleted it. I'm so sorry. Out of anger. But we pretty much got it right. Don't disrupt the breasts. And warm your hands. Warm your hands and apply them to the breast and feel the breast and see if that works. Yeah, I tried. I tried everything. But no, I went in today hmm. and I was like, fuck, please, please, God, please, please, please. I'll do anything, God. I'll stop eating protein bars all day long. I'll do anything. Please, please, please. And then, um. I went in and they were like, okay, about we're about to do it. We're just going to get the scalpel. I was like, scalpel? What the fuck is happening? And they were like, well, we need a scalpel oh, to and use the needle. And I was like, what kind of needle? Well, it's a big needle. I was like, Jesus Christ, okay. And then the doctor came in. She's like, do you have any final questions? I'm like, yes. Please tell me if I'm going to be okay or not. And she sort of laughed. And then she's like, well, I'm going to. And then I was asking some more questions like, why do you have to do this? Like, what is an assist just a normal thing? She's like, the walls of it are slightly thick. And then she's like, let me show you. And she was starting to show me. And then she's like, hmm, it actually looks a lot better today than the other day. And then she goes, you know what? I think we can just aspirate this today, which means to stick a tiny needle in, no scalpel, and like drain the cyst or something. So I was like, okay, great. And she goes, and I'll be able to tell you right away if it's benign or not. I didn't feel a goddamn thing. She does it. It's over in two seconds. They took out like two drops of water. It was fine. She's like, you're fine. Everything's benign. No need to even go to pathology. I wanted to weep. I was so fucking happy. And I wanted to like skydive and you know, skip across tulip-lined streets with Nikki and just do everything I've always dreamt about doing in my life, have an open relationship. No. <laughs> but um, I picked up on it just from your exclamation point. <laughs> I picked up on a good mood, right? That was, that yeah. was I told her what my mom said. I'm very though. in tune. Like, oh, my mom said that, um, like, if it was cancerous, it could disrupt the breast. Is that true? And she just looks at me, like, with pity and goes, oh, that's sweet. No, your mom is completely mistaken. So if you're listening... Get checked out early. Don't listen to your Russian mother. And um, just be grateful for every day you're on this planet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, Nick, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being my friend, too. I've been trying to exercise more intimacy in life, like we talked about on the last podcast, asking people for things. Like Phil asked Sam to buy him fruit, and oh, that was that a big fucking, deal. I'm not over it still. I'm still pissed off about yeah. that. But, that. There's no fruit around here. It was 12 degrees. <laughs> The farmer's market's like six blocks away. He asked him for I, I offered. I said, I'll get you a protein bar. How about that? And he was like, he's like, no, forget uh, it. 
But it brings you closer, so I asked Nikki to come with closer. me to my Give biopsy. Not if you don't do the favor, then you're annoyed, and you and there's a and there's a you know. Drift. I know, but there's subliminally, you're you're grateful that someone would like you enough to ask. Yeah, I do. I did did like I that. down? Was that a downer? A little no, bit? No, no. Okay, I love, good. No, I liked it. I'm happy you're okay. Thanks. I, I think the Phil story is a downer. It's a real downer. He's always asking for things. <laughs> Thanks for you being posted here. a hilarious picture of I Phil know. recently. It's always it's always something with Phil. It's always something. Oh Keep my god! Doing that. Did you see the picture of? Oh, okay. I'm gonna show you this after the thing. There's a picture of Joe List sent me of. Oh, guy, he sent it to me too. Oh, okay. I'll show what it is it of? It's a, it's of a guy in an orange jumpsuit who got arrested for murder, I think, and he looks <laughs> identical <laughs> to Phil. To me. Wait, that wasn't Phil. No. You sent that to me, I thought, That looked Nikki. exactly... I know. I thought it was Phil. It's not Phil. No fucking way. It's Nikki, not Phil. You sent it to me. I know. I thought it was Phil. I thought it was Phil getting arrested, like, uh, <laughs> you know, whenever. <laughs> Why would you think Phil Hanley got arrested? Oh, my God. Said, it's not Phil. It's a guy on death row. We should tell people so that they can find this photo. It's really funny. Will you post it to Instagram? I will. No. I will. I don't care. Okay. Enough to do that. Follow Sam Morrill on Instagram. No, I do Twitter. I'm over Twitter. Or, okay, or, and or, Twitter. Or Facebook. Or I don't really Instagram. Much. Two R's, one L. Uh, M O R R I L. Okay, great. Follow Nikki Glazer at Nikki Glazer. Yeah. On Instagram and Twitter. Any appearances, guys? I think by the time this comes out, I'm going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Calgary, and Seattle, and. Somewhere else. Just check NikkiGlazer.com for tour dates. I'm all over. And you're going to be in Amy Schumer's new movie, Trainwreck. Yeah, but that'll be July. I'll be back here before then. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. Cool. Any appearances uh, for I'm you, I'm doing Sam? a Scottsdale. I'm doing Scottsdale, too. I don't know. Uh, Magoobies. Magoobies in Baltimore. <laughs> um, I guess I'll get a story next time I'll tell about Magoobies. It's a fun one. Uh, and then, uh, what, I don't remember what else. There's stuff There's stuff happening. Samarell.com. And I'll be at Why Not Jazz Room uh, in the West Village, March 10th. Get your tickets by emailing rsvp at denentertainment.com. And thanks so much for listening to We Know Nothing. Bye. Bye. <laughs>